0: Double up, three or four times, I ain't telling no let's run it up. Never
1: let a hard time, was. What it is, what it do, what's popping, good people? It's your boy Marquise q in the building. It's your boy Trigger Trey Knight in the building again. Hey, what's good with you? It's Ray Rashad. Hey, people of God, it's Juan Rappinette McLean. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? We're back with another series of our lockdown series, part two. That boy's all right?
2: Hey, try to try to make it through this lockdown, you know. You know,
1: making moves, hustling, grinding, you know, doing the <coughs> same old, same old. I ain't
2: got outside today.
1: <laughs> well, people all have been, like, acting like we're not on lockdown. Like, wasn't there some people exercising in front of the house not too long ago? Like, in them.
2: Nobody in Columbia is taking this serious, bro. Heck no. no I I, I, don't I that might be like a problem, move. but...
3: I mean, look, when the corona get him, I, I bet you they'll take a seat. Yeah, that corona, corona kind of
1: hitting too close to home right now, but that's not a topic of discussion today. Um, As you all know, our real Nipsey Hustle fans out there, that was our intro music. Today's the one-year anniversary of Nipsey Hustle's passing Um, last year, getting shot, gunned down. Um, So we're just trying to pay our respects to Nipsey and um, also kind of have a like, an open discussion about his legacy, what he meant. To, um, Where's Nipsey from? Is it Compton? Compton, California, baby. Compton, California. His impact with Compton, California. And, you know, this is open discussion. So, we have Deputy
3: Sharon. <laughs> oh, nice. in the building. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you got to let them know the fans here. Yeah. They already know that. Hey, look, I can look be look. undercover right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can be undercover right now. Fans right. of the week.
1: But, um, you know, Sharon, you're a big Nipsey Hussle fan. How do you, what's your, what's your, um, take on Nipsey Hussle, his legacy, him being a person, businessman, like what do you have to say about, you know, his legacy and what he left behind after he passed away?
3: Um, I can always tell people and articulate to everybody that Nipsey, he, he came from a place of growth. Like Nipsey has always been in a mindset of bettering himself, bettering others and bettering his community. Mm -hmm. Um. Like I said, Nipsey definitely he was a part of the streets, but during his street life, like I said, he was a very you know knowledgeable you know person. Yeah. He didn't you know just subject himself to live the street life and not know nothing. He was all for putting his name out there, you know, getting into businesses, uh, you know, real estate, you know, getting his own brand. And I think that's what a uh, a lot of people decided to go after was get their own brand for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he preached the most is like if you focus on self growth. If you focus on yourself and bettering, bettering yourself and your family, like yeah. I said, everything will prosper and you'll get through, you know, those worst days and, you know, even the good days. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, when I look up to him and when I see Nip, you know, I see a hustling, loving family person, a caring dude that, you know, that his life got taken, you know, way too I, soon, way too soon, yep. way too soon. And like I said, you know, I just let everybody know that, you know, we always going to love and respect Nip and, you know, Nip going to live forever, forever through everybody. So. The marathon continues, right?
1: Amen. That's a fact. That's a yeah. big fact. I never really listened to Nipsey Hussle before he passed away, so I'm not gonna like try to vouch or like say I was a Nipsey Hussle fan, you know, ride or die. But i know Nipsey more as like the person that impacted the community, not so much as the musician or the artist. Yeah. So do you? Uh, I mean, how do y'all feel? Like, do y'all know Nipsey as an artist? Do y'all know him as a humanitarian that he was.
2: Uh, I feel like I do like through his music, but I feel like. His music was only one side of him. I feel like if you didn't know who he was completely and know mm-hmm. who he was like like what he was doing for the community and what he was doing for like uh especially like young African American males mm-hmm. in Compton, California and like certain programs and stuff that he set up and everything. Yeah. I feel like that spoke way more than his rap career did. Right. Like even though even though rap was like his stepping stone to to get that platform, I really felt like he was one of those rappers that, that figured it out. Yeah. He was one of those guys that, that, you know, like came up in the hood, came up in uh humble beginnings, but he figured it out. And, you know, a lot of people still don't get that. Uh-huh. A lot of rappers, you have a lot of rappers today that that still talk about uh selling work or on the corner hustling when they in Beverly Hills. Yeah. They're not even they're not even living that lifestyle no more. So I really feel like Nick was real and he he never rapped about nothing that he didn't live through, right? right? And he never rapped about nothing that he wasn't doing at that time. Mm-hmm. Everything he was doing at that time, he rapped about. And I feel like that was, that's something a lot of rappers and a lot of artists should take from.
0: I mean, for me, I'm like you, I didn't really listen to Nipsey a lot, like a lot, lot. But I knew him for his like activism because I like stuff like that. But when I was, he like built like science and high tech learning centers in mm-hmm. LA, like in the communities he grew up in. That spoke a lot to me because like once he made it, like he ain't no scientist, but like he know like, I guess what the community needed So he started like Building different little centers And start flipping real estate Like he He was was like a man of many trades He was like one dimensional Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah I definitely feel that I mean you have artists Like Roddy
1: Rich Um Kendrick Lamar Compton Natives That are telling people that You know Nipsey was Our neighborhood hero You know what I'm saying Like we look up to Nipsey Like you know you have like The Martin Luther Kings The Malcolm X's Of like The civil rights movement But like They have like a home Like a hometown hero To like look up to I feel like Nipsey you know, filled in all those roles that, you know, a lot of, you know, people, especially coming from the hood, you know, kind of needed that person I look up to, you know what I'm saying?
3: I definitely, I definitely can feel that. Um, Like I said, uh, Sean hit on it, like on a good point of it. Like, you know, he's not just the music, you know, he was the voice for the younger generation and, you know, older generation. Like I said, he, he brought jobs to the community. Like I said, jobs that weren't coming to that community, he bought up you know, different lots and different you know businesses to put jobs out there for the people that you know couldn't make it somewhere or they didn't have, you know, a degree of you know they had a troubled past and they couldn't get certain jobs. But he opened those businesses up to them to help have a gateway for you know a lot of people to get some type of income to you know bring back to the to the streets you know off of Slauson. and you know like I said that marathon store just that was a big symbol like you know it was from a start you know they they didn't want to see the marathon store get anywhere like you know nip always you know him and black sam they always talk about how when they was on the corner like i said cops always come up and and try to tell them they got to get out the corner they can't be selling that stuff right there and then you know try to figure out how much it was to to rent out the marathon you know and they got it and you know business grew and like i said everybody recognized that nip was you know a hard worker a hustler and you know he got his business out there his music out there and like I said, Jay-Z and all these other artists, they respect Nip. They yeah. they saw his hustle and they said, Hey man, you know, the the industry was not ready for Nip and how, you know, he said he sold Crenshaw. When he yeah. sold Crenshaw, you know, for a hundred dollars, you know, you know, what other person you know is selling a mixtape or an album for a hundred dollars and making profit off of it. Yeah. Right. Good profit. And, you know, like I said, that took the music industry by storm and everybody wasn't ready for that. Like yeah. I said, you know, companies, major record label companies was like, dang, who is this guy? Like, you know, he can sell a, a mixtape for $100 and make a good profit of it and survive off of it. Yeah, You know, and that just shows you the determination by a young brother that's out there getting it, man. And, you know, I think that's what NIP would want all of us to do, you know, give back to our communities. Like I said, you know, we from, you know, Florence, 843, you know, how we have our, you know, hopes and dreams of, you know, like I said, making our city proud and giving back. And so, you know, like I said, he's a de- he's definitely a big influence to all of us and you know no matter if it's through the music or, or through his business ventures you know we always respect the hustle and the grind and nip you know put out put out there and put forth. so
1: yeah i mean i felt like it was like a big shift in like artists that were just focused on making music to actually like invest in themselves and like trying to like actually make the money grow for them i know um Roddy Rich said that the first time he met Kendrick Lamar, he was just worried about like making beats and like making his music better. But the second time he met Kendrick Lamar, he was like, "How do I make? but like, I where do I put my money at? Like, how do I make my money work for me?" Facts. So I felt like Nipsey Hustle, if I was the, you know, say anything like where he left off, you know, when he left his earth, would be kind of the mindset to allow people to know their worth a lot more than what you know they're worth right now, because like you have a lot of people. A lot of artists. Even Lil Yachty said that, you know, he knows his music isn't good. He said, my music is making sure my mom is straight, making sure that my siblings are eating every night. Like, I know that my music isn't that good, but it's what puts food on the table. You know what I'm saying? It's a fact, bro. So, at the end of the day, I feel like Nipsey is just pioneering the way to, like, allow artists to know that, you know, your music does me more. Like, you can, like, you don't have to rap forever to be successful. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, if I had to ask y'all boys, um... If Nipsey, well, first, y'all know that artists are known for, well, not artists, but like the record labels and like, you know, their family, friends are known for like dropping albums after they pass away. Right. Do yeah, y'all feel like this would be a good time to have a, what's it called? A post? Post this album? Yeah. Do you think now would be a good time for Nipsey Hustle to, not even Nipsey Hustle, but like for a Nipsey Hustle album to drop after he died,
3: after he passed away? Um. I mean, I mean it's all about timing because like I said before nip passed, he was working on his other album, mm-hmm. and you know like i said he was he was halfway through production, um like I said, I know he had most of those songs completed, but like I said, as we know, after he passed, you know where do we go after yeah, you right. know after for production, and you know how would he have wanted it yeah. because like i said Nipsey was a perfectionist he wanted a certain sound he wanted his music to sound a certain way so mm-hmm. now we can't truly really get that we have to go based off of who he had working with him yeah. and what possibly the you know lauren and the family would want and um like i said um like we all was talking about the other day Um, uh, you only get one shot to me you know my biggest opinion is you only get one shot at it mm-hmm. you know i think that's the most respectful thing to do is one shot and done because i think you start reaching You know, you start clout chasing after, you know, you start making multiple, you know, post albums, you know, life after death albums. And, you know, like I said, like how people, you know, made money off of Tupac. Same thing with Tupac. You still make money off of Tupac. Exactly. Like I said, you making songs that probably like the family didn't want to release. That's why the Jackson family, like with Michael Jackson, they don't release music from Michael. Michael got plenty of music involved. But guess what? They don't release it because they got that on a secure type leash. I'm Prince got you. so yeah. Much Prince, Prince got so much music, and like I said, you know, one one hit a quitter, That's it, man. Yeah. That's all. It, to me, that's all it'll take is is one shot, and that's it. In, in my opinion, I feel
2: that most artists that that do it, they do it because we feel like that artist probably was taken a little too soon. Yeah. Probably like you know like Biggie. Biggie probably has one of the most popular posthumous albums if we can. Mm-hmm. Life after death. If we can, if we talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Tupac, he had a pretty big one. Jimi Hendrix, there he had a big Ray Charles, people like that. They, of course, they had like big posthumous albums, but I feel like I feel like I wouldn't be mad if Dipsy actually had one. Yeah. Because I feel like Dipsy was one of those people that was taken too soon, mm-hmm. just like a lot of those other artists I just named. So uh, yeah, I, w- I would not really have a problem with it, but if they if they try to do like four and five and
1: like like continue on, yeah, and he still like didn't. I, I just feel
2: like yeah. that's just I feel like that's not what... The artist would have wanted. The artist wanted. Because yeah. if the artist wanted to release the music, they would have. Yeah. That's my opinion, so...
1: Yeah, I don't like Post albums because I feel like, like Sharon said earlier, like, they don't have all the creative control over their album that they're supposed to be releasing. Mm-hmm. So, how are you going to put out something you don't even know the person, if they would want that to be put out or, like, they didn't have any, like, future edits. Right. So, I mean, I know you mentioned Tupac, Biggie, and even you said Nipsey Hussle. So, how do you feel about Mac Miller? And if Pop Smoke, you know, young artist that passed away uh, recently, how would you feel if he, or if those two like drop? Well, Mac Miller already did, but how would you? How do you feel about those posthumous albums for those artists? Uh,
2: Juice World and Pop Smoke.
1: Yeah. Uh, Juice World, Pop Smoke, Mac Miller.
2: Uh, that's tough, man. Because especially I know how uh, special Juice World was to Chicago. Because a lot of people said that like he was like. People loved him in Chicago. like They loved him like they loved Tupac in yeah. Cali. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, I didn't know he was that much. So of Juice world impact. is a
1: Tupac for Chicago.
2: That's what that's what some yeah. people in Chicago, <laughs> that's how they make it seem. But, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but I just don't want it to become a trend. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody passes away, every time an artist passes away, we're going to drop an album before them after they die. Yeah. Because I feel like at that point, we're kind of just feeding the pockets of the person that, it's not even, the person that the album is about or the person that album it is, yeah. we're not even feeding their pockets. We're feeding the pockets that's everybody's everybody them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I don't really agree with that, but I wouldn't be bad if they, if they had an album that it was working on, but they had a collection of music yeah. that they had and they knew that they were going to drop it, mm-hmm. but they passed away before they drop it, then you drop then it. That's, okay. that's the only way I like That's it. fine. Yeah. But if you just taking music out of the vault like they had in the vault and you just take your music out of it mm-hmm. and putting it together as a collection and say this is going to be the album like I just don't really feel like I can agree with that because I don't know like we just don't know if that's what they wanted
1: exactly yeah that's I agree with you yeah so how do you feel about artists featuring other tracks after they passed away because you know Drake had Michael Jackson on on um, was it what was that song on Scorpion? It don't, mat- it don't matter to me. It don't matter yeah. to me. Like how do you feel about artists featuring on like tracks after they pass away? Not even dropping like a whole body of work, but like just being there, but not really being there.
2: Um, uh, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't I, promise you. I, I don't like
3: it. I mean, it. if you get the blessing, I think you I think if if you're going down that road, I think you need to get the blessing from the family because that's the ultimate goal. Like, you know, they, they could possibly still be grieving, you know, and them hearing that constantly of a loved one's voice, like, you know Mm -hmm. in a newer track they know it's not like something that's naturally like they didn't get in the studio to make those vocals and they probably just pull bits and pieces from songs and they're like Mm -hmm. okay well you know i see you know you was trying to put out a good body of work but it just it's not resonating good with me because that's not natural that's not what he would possibly put out and like i said i think it's it's up to the family you know to me if that's you know, I, that's how I would do it. Like I would ask a blessing from the family if I could be able to feature somebody of that art, because I think Drake got a lot of pushback mm-hmm. from um, the Jacksons about um, about using that that sample or using him in that song. So Yeah, I, I didn't like that, and I'm real like, like yeah, I didn't like that. Like spiritually, I just feel
0: like let that man rest. Like they don't let them rest. And I feel like that. I don't know. I just barely listen to the song. For real? Yeah, until I hear it. I just like, dang.
3: Yeah, it didn't sound like
0: him. Yeah, it sounds
3: a little. I don't know. I mean, if Michael wanted to work with Drake, I think he would already have yeah, like the things in, in line. Like if but, he said it in his wheel. Well, Drake claimed that he was going to do some work with Michael, so that maybe <laughs> what it was. I said you can you can want to do work with him and actually do. Work I, with feel,
2: him. Bro, I feel like if we if you go put if you go put an artist that's passed away on your album, let's put some artists that. Been gold for a little minute. Like let's put a, let's put like a heavy D on the album or, or something like. Let's not put just like artists that just passed away. Like mm-hmm. I don't need no Nipsey feature right now. on the on the Game album right now. I just don't need that because I feel like that's just you know what I
1: mean.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But but mean but how long is too yeah. long though? Yeah. Like how how long? Like what's See, the time? Take?
2: That's the thing. I don't know. I guess it's <laughs> different for list. everybody. If the right? top bro, if if the it has to be the right song. It has to be the right. I feel like that's. I feel like that's that's important. Michael was gone for a minute. Yeah, Michael yeah. Johnson was gone for he a little bit. So yeah. you you the Nipsey, long with
3: the with yeah. the Nipsey feature, do you feel like the game rushed that one? Like in your opinion, do you feel like he rushed that or like tried to put that together? too Nah, because I feel
2: like that's organic. They're from the same city, so yeah, that's that's why I was going to hit it's a that too. Different. They're from
3: the same city,
2: like they probably have more interaction than than we even know about or the mm-hmm. public even knows about. Mm-hmm. So like to them, it's a little bit different. He's Nipsey had a conversation with the game that we don't even, like, we don't even know. Right. Uh, so, that's yeah. a little different. And the game
3: was real hurt. Like, when the news dropped, like, and I saw his, um... his IG His IG, and he was driving, mm-hmm. you know, he was hurt driving, and, you know, he he pretty much showed his love for Nip. Like I said, he took that pretty hard. Like, I think he took that the hardest, besides Lauren London and, like, Nip family. Mm-hmm. Like, the game and Nip, like, they was real close friends and, like, how they always used to talk 24-7. and, You know, like I said, everybody mm-hmm. agreed differently. Yeah. So. about colors... It's, I
2: ain't lying. When bodies start dropping, I ain't about colors no more. Bro. I ain't about
3: like, that's my homeboy. Like, you that's
2: know,
1: I don't really care mean. what uh, – I think Taylor Lamar says, I don't care what gang color you rep, like we still men at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, if so I respect right. you, you know, we can stop killing each other. That's really what, you know, they want for us to
0: continue doing. I think if they do something with Nip, make sure they give back to the community. He was already helping because he had a lot of plans – he was taken away. Like he had a whole like development for like um, low income areas for yeah. people that couldn't yep. afford like affordable housing in LA. Y'all know LA is already expensive. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he was doing it, he was gonna be putting out a lot of his money just for, to make it affordable for the families. That's what so I'm saying. So I guess they put him on a album or something. All the money they making, they try to make sure they give him. Do that. Some of it. That's gonna that's
2: gonna be more effective in a feature. Yeah. In my opinion. So let's do that. And I think
0: that'll be more. It'll be more okay with like mm-hmm. diehard fans. They'll be like okay with that. I feel like his family would.
2: That's true. Cause that's the way he
1: cared about them. The so as far as like artists, like you know, passing away and then you know there being, I guess, a big recognition of like their impact for the city. Like, do you think um, artists have like a bigger legacy when they pass away versus when they're living? Cause as of right now, like we all know Nipsey Hussle as like being the humanitarian that was in you know Compton. Right. But if he didn't pass away, do you think he would still hold that weight today as being you know recognized? I feel I like he
2: would still help hold that weight, but we wouldn't appreciate it as much as we do now. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and I I'm glad it. you said that because, like I said, a lot of people, I mean, I mean, it's definitely fake love that was that's, that was being shown to Sh- me. Who's showing
2: fake love? A lot of people. NBA you. YoungBoy. They asked a young boy. I don't know if y'all see the clip, but they asked him. They were just like, uh, "How do you feel about Nipsey Hustle's death?" And he said, "I don't know him, but I pray for the family." Yeah, like that's real. A lot of people yeah. wouldn't say that. A lot, a lot of, people of people just be lie. like, "Oh, I'm so hurt." Like, People yeah. just feel like they have to be involved They, have to, to they have to
3: compete for how, they, how, you know, who's emotionally drained. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big competition. Yeah. It's a competition. That's, That's what we everybody see. Everybody. everybody
0: tried to know them. Kobe we were best died, friends. They they were I can't stand Stop. that. If you didn't know the people before they died, <laughs> yeah. we were best friends and we talked to every day. I just talked to them last week. Okay. Everybody ain't yeah.
3: best friends here, That's a fact. So yeah, like I said, I, I, it shouldn't be a competition of oh well, I knew them better than you did. Like I said, mm-hmm. everybody has a different standpoint in somebody's life. I mean and it hurts people differently. Like I said, you know, somebody from off the street, you know, or somebody that we know like they still y'all friends even though like we like brothers, we like blood mm-hmm. and they might still be like a friend type to you, it's still going to hurt them in a way. I mean, it might hurt us different, but everybody agrees differently and yeah. it shouldn't be a competition, I think. Having a competition to see who grieves the worst is like the most disrespectful thing you could possibly do to anybody. I mean, who who the hell wants to compete over shit? Like he was my best friend, you know. <laughs> That's true. I feel like that's what like, a lot of artists are starting to realize, that we're only here for a
1: very... Well, we're here on borrowed time. We're not here forever. So artists like, like Tory Lanez that really got his rap industry based off of the beef he was having with other rappers. Like We that's all know fact. Tory Lanez for like beefing with Drake, trying to beef with like, other rappers that he claimed wasn't real Toronto or real Canadian rapper. I don't know what he called them. Uh-huh. Um, I just feel like you know like a lot of artists are here, like they say on borrowed time, and I think we just need to like direct our attention more to how we can build up like communities because no one ever heard of toronto canada's being a place where all musicians make it out of until mm-hmm. drake did it now you have drake the weekend nav Torrey. 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 yeah. speaking of Tori, Tori got something dropping new man eh? like yeah, he, yeah. he got some heat for us coming now that new toronto three is coming he said what april uh 10th april 10th april yeah 10th how do y'all um what are y'all expectations for like how y'all think it's gonna like go as far as like when it releases uh my,
2: I'm, a, I'm a big Tory Lanez fan, so I feel like what I'm saying is a little biased, but... sean been a Tory Lanez fan since day one. I'm, like, I'm telling about. you, bro. I'm telling <laughs> you. For real, for real. But, I feel I feel like it's gonna be a solid album. For those of you who don't know, like, his Chick's Tape series is kind of like his more R&B like type of uh, vibe. He's doing a lot more singing. yeah. And, like, in his New Toronto series, he's doing a little bit more rapping. And, for those of you who don't know, Tory Lanez is actually a really, really good rapper, but... He don't really get like the recognition, the recognition for rapping, because I think like his his first big song that actually made it made it was uh say it, say it, mm-hmm. and that was uh, you gonna have to do more. Yeah, that was just he was yeah. singing on that. So like, I I really I really I got big expectations for this album. I really hope it's I really hope it's be his best album yet, in my opinion. But I feel like it's gonna be a, I feel like it's gonna be a solid uh, eight, solid piece of work. seven and a half,
1: eight on ten. name features, yeah. Any like any artists that you think that he would? I want to hear Drake on the album. Mm. Think all the people going to live with going to be on the on the album, like maybe mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like Stanley. Uh Stan,
2: probably. Think, probably. He all he all got I think he got. I one with Meg on there. He, he probably
3: Meg. got one with Meg. I want
2: to. I want to. He he needs to have that, s- might slap, that might slap though. That might slap a Meg, Meg and Tory Lanez track. Lange and Lange. And you know they both
1: come for that like like get out the mud type rapping line. I'm tell sl- you, your Johnnet.
3: Yeah, I would like that. I would like that single. Start with the summer right, bro. That would be dope.
2: But I, want to, I want to hear a Drake track, bro. Like they, they said that the beef is over. The beef wasn't really a beef at the end of the day. It was a misunderstanding, all this stuff. Well, Tori was,
1: was beefing with Drake. Drake wasn't beefing That's with Drake. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like,
2: <laughs> let's, let's get back to the music. Let's stop being so corny and talking about we don't like people because they making good beef, me- Bro, let's get back to the music. Yeah. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Let's get back to the music. Give the, give the fans
1: what we need. So what do you think is going to be that thing that takes Tori to, like, the next level of, like, being that artist? Because you all know him as an artist, but what's going to take him to being the artist that you should probably watch out for? He needs an album. He, because at the end of the day, all the big-name <coughs> artists
2: have an album we can point at and say, that's their album. Yeah. Tori Lays doesn't have that, in my no. opinion. I feel, like, I feel like with that, it's because all the chick's tapes are good. Yeah. So it's not, like, we can just say the Chick's Tape series, mm-hmm. but we don't really have, like,
3: one album that we could be like, that's the album that took Tory Lanez to next album. level. Yeah. And to kind of, kind of piggyback off that, like, um, we know, like, he dropped Chick's Tape 5 as something like an album, but mainly they're known as a mixtape series. Yeah. yeah. So you can't naturally, organically, you know, take that as an album. Right. Like, you know, the Chick's Tape and the, um, you know, like, when he did Love Me Now and, you know, I Told You yeah. and Memories Don't Die, mm-hmm. like, those are good solid. Those, those are those good those albums, are albums though. but those, they're not the albums that you're not the remember you him point by. To you. you're not. Yeah. You're not. Nobody's gonna remember. I told you. Yeah. No. Because um, my I think my album that I really don't care for by Tori is probably Memories Don't Die. Yeah. Like that's yeah. my be, least that. favorite album by him. Like he could have had a better um, body of work on that. He did a lot of storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think he he he's good in the storytelling realm, but I think he needs that that one project like New Toronto Three. I need him to come yeah. like hard to show everybody that he's not playing around. With you know rapping and and whatnot, so I mean, like I said, I I, I got high hopes for Tory, and like Sean said, you know I'm I'm expecting it probably be eight, you know seven point five, you know around that area. Mm-hmm. I mean we gonna see. I mean you gotta bring that fire, you gotta bring that heat. Yeah, I have to open back up the hotel, you know, have a little listener party. You know what, what I'm
2: right. saying? No cap. wave, but Raw Wave dropping the third. He Rod dropped Wade. he
1: dropped this week, so
2: you know. I need that. some new Raw Wave. Man. That's good. I I need. Hold on. Let's 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 talk about that for a minute. But because I, f- I feel like I feel like, I, feel some, I feel like we I feel like we were some pretty big Raw Wave fans, but what are we what are we expecting for this? Because Ghetto Gospel and uh what was the other one? They were albums, but they were kinda mixtapes. Yeah. If we be real. This is kinda like his debut. This is kinda like his first like alright, this is my first project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially what 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 are y'all what are y'all hoping from that?
1: I'm hoping for a more Detailed outline of like his story. Like, I want to see how he came up, all the people that impacted him along the way, where he wants to go in life. You know what I'm saying? You okay. know he has a he has a baby with twins now. I kind of want to hear about what he's doing to like you know make sure they're strict. I know people like the singing, rapping type thing. That's honestly how he got to start. But I feel like he can't stay with that forever. You know what I'm saying? I feel yeah. like he has to, like expand his range a little bit. But you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know I'm uh, saying, like, don't true. St- don't stray away from like what got you in industry, but like, you know, maybe change up what you're talking about. But I don't, I ain't gonna lie, But I want to hear some bars, I want to hear some like, mm-hmm. get out of the mud type, you know, okay, like some heat, like all that singing, rapping is good, but you know, you can't do it forever.
2: <laughs> I, I, I think I agree mm-hmm.
1: with that. Uh, what do y'all think the the title of that um of the album means? I think it's called "Pray for Love." Pray like, for love. You know I'm like a big analytical kind of. We all are. Like we all kind of big analytical album review type of people. So if we had that set, we think "Pray for Love" kind of means like what would y'all? Be? I mean,
3: I, I mean, with Rod, I, I mean you can see a lot of hurt that he's been through. A lot of hurt. Rod, like when I hear Rod, <laughs> like, he like, like 21, ain't it? Right. Ain't like he's he's Look, Rod makes you want to like yell out, cry in the car, like beat the steering wheel while you're driving down the highway type of stuff. And I'm like, you know. Pray for love. When you, when you think about praying for love, think about praying for, you know, better days, praying yeah. for a more loving environment and surrounding optimism. around you. Yeah, more like optimism. Because like I said, he's been through so much. And, you know, he's been through the darkness. He's been through the rut and the rain. But probably like this is a lighter project to say, hey, you know, I made it out the gutter. You know, I'm still explain to you like what I've been through. Yeah. But these are my brighter days. This is, you mm-hmm. know, the love that I'm feeling now is at an all-time high that I never felt back in my past. That's how I felt that I yeah. look at it. He got an old lady. Got two babies. So I mean, really, got everything he really could
1: want. Right. So I'm saying, that's bro. Love, he right take here. care
2: of his mama. So it's just, pray for love. To me, is just like, I really feel like he kind of like he's kind of figuring it out because especially being a young nigga hustler, robbing, stealing, we we realize that that's not, it's not going to get you to where we need to be, where we want to be. Right. Especially if we see like, you know, especially if you if you come up in the hood, like the dope boys on the corner. That's that's kind of where you aspire to be. Those
1: are your heroes. Yeah, they, they're they
2: paying the bills. They, like, they're making sure your lights stay on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, those are kind of, like, what you aspire to be. And then, but what you realize that it's other stuff, there's other avenues to go about that yeah. and to get more money,
1: yeah.
2: like, it's kind of, to him, I feel like he kind of just, like, I took the wrong route, but this is where I'm going now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's kind of how I feel like I was talking about.
1: It. Yeah, I mean... Just the word pray, like, I feel like a lot of times we just, like, I know we all say, like, I'm going to pray for you. Like, I'm going to pray that this, like, works out. But prayer is, like, a strong tool. Especially, like, times like these and stuff like that. So how do y'all boys pray? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, like, get into, like, your prayer? Like, what's the first thing you say? Like, what's your, like, daily routine? I know I have one, but I'm just, like, trying to see where y'all boys at. In my my opinion, bro,
2: like, with, with me, I came up in the church where, especially like, old school, old school, where they're like, mm-hmm. you make it seem like you have to, like, get dressed up and be <laughs> be cleaner than a bar of soap to praise God, <laughs> no, like that. For real, one thing I one thing I really learned from uh, from my people uh, is to really like, God is just it's just a relationship. Yeah. So if I feel like I can talk to him just like I talk to anybody, like I have a normal conversation. So to mm-hmm. me, I just try to make it. As organic as possible, like yeah. I don't have to be on my knees to pray to pray every time I can mm-hmm. pray while I'm driving, I can pray while I'm listening walking. to music I pray while I'm walking like yeah. you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying so like in, in my opinion that's what that's that's what uh, that's what I do when I pray mm-hmm. I know back in the old days it they used to be like that because I thought I had to actually like it was more traditional formed, right. Like, you know like I mean? it, form right it wasn't as spiritual, it. but I feel like now it's just like
1: it's all about the relationship, yeah so I mean, I kind of have, like, a guideline. I try to, like, hit on every point when I pray. Like, first, before I, like, go into, like, what I'm asking God for, I always, like, say, you know, God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you mm-hmm. for giving me life, health, and strength, a lot of kind right. of stuff. I next, go into, um, forgive me of all the sins I know I commit. Forgive me of all the sins I don't know I commit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I go into praying for other people. I always say, like, you know, um, bless those that Need a special prayer more than I do. Bless the sick and shade in. I know y'all always hear that in church. That's, That's real though. It's real. You got to get them, man. Now we all sick and shade in. That man, you get little different, now. And then, it's of real, course, man. like you want to pray for the stuff that you aspire to want. But I know I always change my prayer. I always ask my granddad. I always just um, when I was growing up, my granddad I always like whenever he asked so- asked something for God, he always say, "If it's in your will," you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Right. I know one of the bigger things that. Um, we always want stuff we want for us, but we never ask God, like, God, what do you want from me? You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, does my plan align, align with your plan? You know what I'm saying? So that's really how I, like, try to navigate my prayers and then I always, you know, say bless, you know, my grandparents. You know, a lot of people don't have their grandparents, even their parents still in their lives and stuff like that, so... Um, I try to have, like, more of a grateful prayer. I always, like, I always try to steer away from, like, asking God for stuff because I don't want to treat God like a vending machine. Like, if I pray mm-hmm. these amount of times a day, I should expect something back. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that you ask for, you should expect to receive it. And if you don't receive it, then obviously you weren't ready for it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, that's just that's just what I think about when I think of prayer and then kind of diving back into pray for love. You know, I feel like that's what Roddy trying to, like, not Roddy, Raw Wave is trying to, like, get us to understand that, you know, um, one of the things that's bigger in this heart and as long as mine is for love and you know love has different you know you can have different love for different things like the love I have for my parent isn't the same as the love I have for my homies you know what I'm right. saying mm-hmm. so
3: I feel like you break love in like different different avenues as well yeah I think um, like I said kind of like how you said you started off your prayer I definitely thank God every day you know for allowing me to wake up because like I said every day is not promised like I said it's it's ticking. Like I said, we never know when it's our time, but when it's our time, you know, I'll be thankful, you know, that God allowed me to see the amount of time that he's allowed me to be here for. Um, Like I said, I'm very thankful for, you know, him allowing me to be in a position that I am in. And, you know, I don't take that for granted. I always thank him and ask him to continue to lead me down a path that he sees best fit for me, even mm-hmm. though I may not have an understanding of why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I just ask him, you know, that I walk Walk with him You know I walk by faith Not by sight And you know That's that's what the the book says That's what the book says That's what the good book says I'm telling you don't say nothing else but that That's what it says What 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 they say. say? He might show you the road But he might not show you the mountaintop And sometimes He might show you the mountaintop But might not show you the road And like I said You got to You know That's how I take everything I I ask God to You know Show me how to be a better man You know To show me how to be a better friend A a better understanding person To better knowledge myself And Mm -hmm. and, and grow Um, Um, I pray for my friends, I pray for my family. I pray for those that, you know, may not like me. They might have, you know, hatred and and discontent with me, yeah. but I still pray for, you know, those that that may not have, you know, those best blessings for me. You know, like I said, I think, you know, I know for me I'm I don't hate anybody. I I pray for those, you know, that are less fortunate. I pray for those who are fortunate enough to kind of say, "Hey, you know, I pray that they have this outlook that even though they have, they can still give back to those that possibly don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and I'm thankful for everything that God has, you know, placed in my life. I think one of the biggest, you know, journeys for me with praying is like being able to have a consistent prayer life. Yeah. Understanding that if you can make time in the day for anything else, you can make time in the day for prayer. Exactly. It's a relationship, bro. I'm telling you. And it, and it's, it's a normal thing. Like I said, it's how you can is. sit there and you can talk with God like, God, your home is like, hey, God, hey, man, I God need to holler at home. you real quick, yeah. man. I got a lot going on, I just need somebody to talk to. If you don't got nobody else to talk to, you got God to talk to twenty four seven. You can call on him whenever you want to. And he'll pick up. Like I said, you know, just kinda continue to go with him. Like I said, you know, praying for, you know, just me, 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 me. Like, you understand that it is more than just you. Yeah. Like it's other things out there that God wants you to see and not just for you, but for others and, you know, for his will. You know, if it's in his will, he'll let it be done. But like I said, it's always a lesson that God is going to teach you and want you to go down. I our uh, our right. visiting pastor, Pastor Ravinella Clams,
0: do you have Lam. any insights on that? I'll say, like, basically how y'all feel it, like, well, I don't know, I feel like I didn't really close or, like, real, like, I guess a strong issue with God until I got to college. I feel like before I got to college, when you need it was just, or like, something. the same, like, structure, like, go to church like do all this stuff. I feel like I didn't feel God until I got to college because yeah. I was, like, dropped off. Since my freshman year, I got here by myself and didn't really know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I started praying. that's when I first, I feel like I first heard God, like, talk back to me. And I was like, oh, that's what prayer is. Yeah. And I first, like, I started, like, my brother said, like, I, got to have, I used to turn my music on. like had my God's music playing in the background. i like, let me start praying. But it's really not, I do not really like that. And I, really, I don't even pray every night. Like, some people like, make sure y'all pray. I do not pray every night. Because I pray all throughout the day. So when, yeah. when it's time to go to sleep. I'm fine. I can go to sleep because so I, I, I done prayed all day. I'd walk into class and be talking to God. I'd be in class talking to God and just be daydreaming. Cause God, and he'll tell you all this stuff and I'll be asking for stuff and God will tell me like why He going to give it to me or when he's going to give it to me mm-hmm. or why He not going to give why it to not? me. And that's another thing. Some people be afraid of like, I don't want him to do it. I want him to do it now. I want him to do it next. God, God already—he's the author. Somebody told me he's the author of the book. We just got to keep flipping the pages because it's already written. We can't write—we write can't write what God that's, already that's, has. That's what it's mm. That book is already printed out, and we just—we going through it. Like think about somebody reading the book of Marquise. Mm-hmm. You just going through it as they're reading it. You—you you can't see the end right now because God has already finished that. Mm. So we can't really and if we do things the way we want to do it we might change the outcome exactly God might have something way bigger we thinking this thing I want this car right now this the, is this the biggest thing that's going to happen to me God probably trying to bless you with a house and three cars like you never know so you really and that what scares me sometimes when I'm trying to pray for something I want I'm like well let me slow down because I don't really know do I need this yeah do I need that is that just a want does God want me to have that like you never know so what do you say to people
1: that are always praying for like why stuff is happening to them like God I lost my job I lost my car like, what do you say to those kind of people that have different prayers? Like, they're praying for answers to, like,
0: why stuff is happening to them in their
2: feel,
0: lives. because uh, maybe God, maybe God is trying to push them to get a be, deeper relationship with him. Yeah. Because maybe they're going through this stuff, and they, you never know who they're dependent on. Are they dependent on man? Are they dependent on their family? Like, mm-hmm. who are you depending on when you're in, in this? situation? Those jokes sometimes. So God probably, probably like, he not, he knocks you down, but he's going to bring you to the valley so you can meet him, so y'all can get to the mountain. You can't get to the mountain by yourself sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes you have to trust the people that's with you, like your family, your brother, your sister. God is a he's gonna use them as a vessel. So it's not gonna be like, I didn't see God do it, so God's not like it don't, it don't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. So you can you can't you can't just expect to be like rich, famous, at the top. God you gotta know God somehow. If that's the case, God wouldn't be God. I look I look at every situation
2: now like I I don't get upset when things happen or when things don't go my way because I feel like it's all designed. Yeah. Like it's all destined to happen for me anyway. So if it, if it doesn't happen today, then it okay. mean it's just not the day it's going to happen. Yet. It's yeah. going to happen. Like if it if it doesn't work out the way I want to work out, if it doesn't happen this semester, yeah. That'll mean it's not going to happen at all ever. But I mean, that's just how I look at that's how I look at situations now. I feel like everything is meant to happen for a reason. And I feel like it's all destined. Now we can definitely change the the outcome of that. Yeah. But I feel like there's a there's going to be an outcome of that too. Like it's everything that we do or everything that's done in life, it has an outcome, and it's it's already written. I feel for like us. every action has a reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I feel like I just feel like it's all written. So I feel like we just got to take it take it for what it is just be like, all right, well, I'm not supposed to have that right now. Yeah.
0: Right. And I do think you get more out of praying for other people than you do praying for yourself. Definitely. Like when you naturally happy for somebody else or naturally not praying for somebody because let me pray for them so I can get no man. That's yeah, not how wrong intentions. Yeah. You got to yeah. pray for them naturally like, I want to pray for him. I want to pray for her. When you start doing that naturally, God's going to bless you regardless because you already sowing into other people and caring about other people than yourself. I used to do that too when I was a little boy. I remember the pastor said that he's like, "You need to pray for others and you'll get blessed." And I was like, "I want an iPad for Christmas, so let me start praying." an iPad for Christmas. <laughs> <started praying> <laughs> I started praying for everybody, and that's
3: not how it's supposed to work. But honestly, I was a little boy, I not know. But. It's supposed to be definitely genuine, mm-hmm. um, definitely something that that comes straight from the heart. Like I said, you don't you don't look to pray for somebody because you're looking for something out of it. Like you know, like I said when I pray for y'all, like I said, I definitely pray for blessings that come your way each and every day. um for a better understanding of life, even though certain things happen, certain doors close, you know, it's it's intentions for another door to open. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a bigger blessing for y'all. Like I said, you know, with everything that's coming up for graduation and, you know, even though with everything that's happening right now, kind of pushing everything back and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's leading to another alternative. Like I said, you know, it's, it's pushing y'all in a direction to understand that this may be a struggle moment for right now, but it's opening the doors for you to get to somewhere better. Yes. And God's showing you how to work with what you got for right now. I think it's always a lesson in everything that's going on, like this whole situation. Like, I think a lot of people need to get back into a prayer life right now. Yeah. Because, like I said, it, right. it, it, it's, it's a rough time. But people don't understand that, you know, with this social distancing thing, I think it's it's a lot of time for you to get understanding, pray, get in the Bible. Self-reflection. Self-reflection. Self-reflection, then, you, bro. And then, like I said, having that conversation, those difficult conversations with one another that is going to lead to, hey, what do I need to work on with me? What do I need to work on, you know, to make a better friendship, better relationship with, you know, family, friends, other people? So how do y'all feel like, you know, this time has, you know, kind of made you a better person? But also, like, how does it make you approach like a friendship, a situation saying, hey, I need to better myself. or I think these are some things that need to be worked on. And whatnot.
2: Well, to, to be honest, the reason why a lot of people are struggling in this quarantine and social uh time period, historic uh, time in our life, yeah. is that people don't know who they are outside of other people. Mm. So I feel like...
1: So you're saying people live through other people?
2: Absolutely. People live through other yeah, people. Other people, things. they they live through other things. They They don't know who they are without
1: those things attached to them. Right. And when you take those things away, they don't have an identity. They're,
2: they're taken away now. So a lot of people don't have their identity. That's why a lot of people are like, this quarantine is so horrible with, with a lot of us that are homebodies that stay in the house majority of the time. like yeah. It's not that bad for us. Yeah. But to them, it's like the end of the world because they're not used to this. Right.
1: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I definitely feel like, you know... I really can't social distance. Like, I'm in, like, an apartment with my roommates and even my homeboy, Sharon, over here. And even Eric, he's not here with us right now. But he's holding out society here for us making sure that, you know, the boys safe. <laughs> but even with them, I always, like, try to take advantage of, like, the situation that we're in. Like, how can I be a better uh, brother to my brothers? How can I be a better son to my mother or father? How can I fit roles in that I can fit in a little bit better now to have a lot more time to myself and a lot more, like Rashawn said, self-reflection and... I mean, even with, like, going back to prayer, I want to, like, go back to that and, like, talk about it too much, but I always used to, like, question, like, why is everything happening to me, me, me? Like, why do I feel like I'm going through everything under the sun? But a lot of times I feel like, even Pastor Travis Green said this a while back in church at Forest City, he says that everything you go through doesn't necessarily mean it's for you, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, like, to help somebody else. And prime example, say you fail a class your sophomore year, and you go back, you don't know what you're going to do, and you end up passing the class. Now you have somebody, like we have to stay at USC, we have like mentorship is a big thing, especially in the black community and black USC, where you're partnered with someone that has your similar major, take similar classes with you, and they you know their struggle even a little bit more than they know their struggle, you know what I'm right. saying? Because you know what they're going through. So if you fill the class, you're distraught about it, next semester you pass it, that mente- mentee that is like up under you will have some questions about that similar class that you took. So by you in that class, you're more of an asset to them than, you know, than what you took for this fellow in the class. Like a lot of times I feel like God puts us in these situations to like help somebody else along the way instead of like just like punishing us or like how we feel like it may be punishment. You know, you can be the vessel as Joan was saying for somebody else. You may not even know it. You may think that this is not the route that God wants you to take, but God uses us. I feel like in ways to help other people. And if you really want God to use you, then you know that's God using you. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be careful where we pray for it, too. But we say, God, I want you to use me. When God uses you, don't I'm be don't, say, don't, don't be don't be looking shook. Don't exactly. climb up.
0: <laughs> don't climb up when it would do It's time to get used. Get the cracking. He definitely uses me. I feel like fresh me in somewhere because I was an engineer major and no, I was I I didn't really want to do that. But I really went through it. And that's when I really was asking God, like, why me? Yeah. Why am I? I was, like, failing stuff. Like, me and my own um, friend, DeLon, ooh, like, he he, like, he finished his degree. But we was making grades lower than our age. Like, we were failing stuff. <laughs> and I <just laughs> was lower than the age. I done right. made a test oh. with an like, eight on it. I done made a test with eight, like. And I was like, I don't understand this. Like, I came from South Point, a top of the class, came and up hit. Look, every time I go home, every time I go home, my family like, yeah, we know up they do it well. Luckily, they know I was you know? struggling. Like, in the, my office, off, my professor's office, I was crying and stuff. Like, I really was going through it. Yeah. And it was really a big difference for to change my major. But after that, like, being an orientation leader, I used to always, like stress, like, don't be afraid to change your major. Yeah. With, like, how you said, mentoring, like, I, and a lot of people told me after, you encouraged me to change my major, and I was like, that, Now kind of what Q said is what God was using me, even though I didn't, look, I didn't really want to go through that, but God used me. So, yeah.
1: I feel like one person, in particular, that we can all... Agree that we need to pray for is Lil Boosie. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Boosie going fool! Bro,
3: Boosie bro. is funny though. Boosie is hilarious. Hey, Boos, hey Boosie for uh, running for president for twenty twenty, bro. I ain't voting for him. I, can't, I definitely can't vote for him, boy. It's gonna be a struggle. I vote for Kanye. Yeah. What's a far for for Lil Boosie? Yeah,
2: after Boosie pulled up shenanigans uh, a few bucks ago.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, all yeah, I with,
2: uh, yeah, with the Good yeah, Brothers and yeah, for si yeah, I see,
1: Incorporated.
2: I, I still love Boosie, <laughs> but he, he, he had to do all that.
1: Though. So anyway, Boosie. Not the noob, so he is the noob. Boosie is definitely not
2: the noob, <laughs> but I, I think his I think his brother is though. Yeah. So I feel like that's why I, a lot of us felt like he was doing it for publicity. Yeah. Because he he know better. But I think his brothers a, I think his brothers a noob though.
1: Uh, what about Pop Smoke? Rest in peace. You know the the dead. What about Pop Smoke? Uh, I don't I don't know if I have a comment on that situation. <laughs> I mean, I like Pop Smoke. So, no, you know, I ain't talking about Pop Smoke in general, but I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, I know, I knew, I knew what you was getting up.
2: <laughs> I just thought, I, yeah. I don't,
1: yeah. I think he has a brother that's the nukes too, right? He has Does he?
2: Yeah. I think, he, I
1: think oh. he's a family member. Some, some kind of family ties where he's affiliated with the nukes. Okay, okay. But well, not, well we have to realize that just because our family is <laughs> affiliated
2: with organizations, that don't mean we are. Uh, I'm about to, say, I'm affiliated with <laughs> I'm about to say, if that's the case, I'm affiliated
1: with all kinds of organizations yeah. if we want to talk.
3: Now, you're definitely right. So you got a family member that comes strolling to the party, like, oh shoot, hey, let me holler at you. I thought it was cool,
1: man. You was doing that. I, I want this, like, you. And, <laughs> I I t- t- and
3: I ain't talking about the organization that be strolling. Hey, look, look, let me holler at you. Shoot. Good, good <laughs> <laughs> I talking you talking about the good, good brothers. The 75. I'm talking about the me. That's why I thought you were talking about you. I wasn't talking about them. I thought you were talking about the lie, I wasn't talking
2: about them. I'm talking about the blood business, bro. I the that blood business. The
3: blood business. All right.
1: That's that's the best fraternity right there. Well, I ain't gonna say that's the best, but that's one of the best. Was, mm. I'm just
2: gonna leave that way at that. <laughs> nah,
1: Go ahead, that? Way. But um, nah, man, I feel like Lil Boosie really been acting more crazy because his chronication.
2: Definitely, he been doing it because he bored at the house.
3: Yeah, I mean everybody, everybody just been hopping on live. Like you know, normally you see, you know, just the norms on you know IG live. But now you got Tory, you got Boosie, you like, you got a lot of the rappers that's getting on live. You know, they're doing these twerk, twerk shows, you know. Yeah. Having these women, you know, flash them and do all kind of crazy yeah. stuff on, on How do y'all feel about
1: that? Like, how do y'all feel about these women or booty recruiting? I mean, it's women?
2: entertainment. Yeah. To be honest, that's all. That's really all it is. But, I mean, I mean they not they no girls that I know. So, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it's really <laughs> affecting us that bad.
1: Well, what but if it was? What if it was what? A girl that you knew on there? I'd be like, with damn. A girl that I knew? I mean, a girl I knew. It's different levels to this question. But a, I just want to get to, like... If there was a girl that you knew that decided to partake in Boosie's live Instagram, and you know what he does on his live Instagram, uh-huh. how would y'all look at her different? Would y'all still be cool with her? Like, I mean,
2: I mean yeah. I'll I still feel like cool. I'd still be cool with her. I'd probably yeah, joke at her. But, you know, yeah. Bro, I mean, hey, hey, bro. At, at this
0: point, it. everybody laid off. She got to get the buddy out. Oh, I'm yeah. about to say, but if that's your girl, now that's different. That's different. That's, that's different. On, different. That's different. So, so you
1: won't let your girl or your significant other or a person you're talking to get on Boosie's Instagram? Like, Hell to the
2: no, I mean no. they ain't gonna do whatever they want to do, but if, if they ask me, I'm gonna give them my opinion. I'm yeah. gonna say you're right. Don't do it, please. <laughs> don't do it, please. But I mean, it's, it's, what, I mean what? you know these girls
1: don't get on there just to get on there. Like they get on there for monetary, you no? Know,
2: yeah, money. I've seen I've seen some of them get on there for like fifty dollars, twenty dollars, thirty dollars. Uh-huh. That's, that's yeah. not enough to convince you? Nah, absolutely not.
1: How much will it be to convince you? Like, if Boosie said, hey, I want your girl to show up on my live and I give her a million dollars right now. I'll to to you, do what? To do, to do what? What What's she gotta do? You what
2: know. she
0: gotta do? It don't matter what she gotta do. A million dollars. <laughs> what does but she but have what to what do? She what does, do? does do she it? have to do? You know
1: uh, what Boosie asks these girls to do?
0: Wait. To show the
1: secrets? Yeah, show the secrets, show the cookies. As long as I get a chip in the money in that, I
2: mean. I'm about to say, if you don't show it, I will. You better go ahead and show it.
3: Hey, <laughs> for a million dollars, bro! 000,
1: yeah. Come on now, you can't be mad you me can't me beat that.
2: Come on
1: now, <laughs> I'm not gonna be that bad at you for a million dollars. I mean people don't see a million dollars in their lives, and Boosie's willing to give you that for like five
3: seconds. I said, well go ahead now. I'm about to say it is only. It's just on default. Yeah, it's just like a like a you know sneak peek, or if it's like a long. I don't duration. know how long they got showed. I don't there. know. <laughs> I don't
2: know how long. I don't know how long the duration of. But you, you know, gotta,
3: like once something's on the internet
1: or on social media, it's there forever. Right? It's yeah, there so. forever. Screen record, you know. Everybody
2: Sheesh, has that's a question for you. Yeah. That's a question
1: for a million. I yeah, think probably. I, I think we
2: have to do it for a million. Yeah, a million definitely. Can't settle less for that.
1: Can't settle less for that.
2: Fifty
0: dollars, I mean, it, I mean, it ain't. It all, it ain't fifty dollars, it ain't worth. It ain't worth fifty dollars. Not for fifty. I can settle for less than a million. I'm about I to say five hundred
3: thousand. I probably yeah. do this Actually, well, I mean, well, we yeah, I mean, but we ain't. shoot a hundred thousand. Uh, <laughs> now, baby, come on now. Now we talk about like five hundred. You know, five hundred going a day. No, that's a deal right there.
1: I mean, so, like, if that was the only option at this point, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, like, during this chronication, quarantine, if Boosie just said, like, hey, I just want your girl to show up on my live, and, like, that's it, I would do it, I would let my girl do it. For some money, right? Yeah, for some money, for some money value.
0: I already told you if, if she but How would you present that To your girl though? First of all We're not saying Our girl is worth anything Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, was true about, true. I was about to Hit to the point That's, <laughs> true. Like, That's that? true That's true yeah. now yeah. She's, yeah. Worth, she's worth well More than a million We're yeah. not yeah. saying that look, That's look, definitely saying, not what we're, we're saying We ain't
3: trying to say We're trying to sell you For some money We ain't saying that at all But if the opportunity Presents itself, And we are struggling you, <laughs> If we can make
2: a profit Off the situation But well, they're going to say Would you do it Would I do it for a
0: million dollars I sure would Oh Boosie be asking for No not me. Boosie Somebody else If Tell my me A million dollars Shit If pay me a million Boy I I'll be on that butt booty so ass shit. I
1: ask ask my girl I said girl I said baby look what I got <laughs> <laughs> I told that I took fat
0: Yeah I sold it Cash app That's all you do My buddy I sold it Show
1: friend. me my money Or oh, bring me my money One or two
0: Bring
3: me my Money Shoot.
1: So how would y'all even Present that Like a Like Boosie just told you To tell your girl what would, you, what would you tell your girl? I let Boosie explain. No, Boosie said you no, gotta tell her. No. I'll tell her.
0: All right, come in. We got. Come uh, here. I said we gotta meet. Let me
3: let me highlight
0: your situation right now. You in class?
1: Okay, oh, you gotta class. <laughs> hey, run to the bathroom real quick. Now I want you to think about where we at right now in life, and I want you to think about where we can go. No, that's the time when you are on Facetime, but they have your own pause. You like look at me right real <laughs> quick. No, 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 for real. <laughs> look, no,
2: real. Look, I need you to look at me for the, for what I'm about to tell you. But uh, yeah, for a million, absolutely. Five hundred thousand, absolutely. So what does she do? And she leave you after?
3: She ain't leaving me. So
2: she she, she go what what? What does she leave you after? That, that way be, she don't give you nothing. That would be that was not your girl in the first place. If she do what? that, if you be real, if she do that, then... I ain't saying she'll go.
0: That to... right, dog. I am just saying, It better be for a million. she leave me for anything less than that, I'll pray for I'm her. i I was gonna get that next <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna get it. I'm about to say you, you leave it. I. Right. But, um, I think this pretty much wraps up, you know, the podcast. Um, appreciate y'all tuning in for our Lockdown Series Part 2. Um, we'll make sure to have a couple more, um, hot topics to talk about. We're going to be having a and a coming up soon. We're going to have a little gift for y'all at one of these podcasts. We're going to be having some pretty dope interviews coming up soon with some Columbia natives and even some, you know, people that we know that are pretty cool amongst the community. So, um... Like I always say, peace, love, happiness, y'all be safe out right there. It's your boy QSAF signing out.
3: You already know. Stay blessed. You know, prepare 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 for the best, you know, and just always love. Love your neighbor. Send blessings out. Pray for one another. And it's your boy Trick or Trade Night. Hey, tough
2: times don't last, tough people do.
0: Raider or Rashad, we out. All right. I can't say nothing after that. <laughs> people of God, y'all know. And we're gonna
3: just tell our other brother. Eric Rupert, you know. What's the thing that Eric always be saying? Uh, Even though the troubles may
2: troubles, last. Trouble, wait, what is it? I
3: don't know.
2: Joy comes, in the know yeah. joy I, comes yeah, to the board. I know that's. Joy yeah, comes to yeah, the board.
3: Yeah, joy comes to the board. Trouble, troubles may last. Joy comes. We've been bad, do it for a night. Yeah. But joy comes to the board. Amen. Amen. That's yeah. what it says. That's easy e for you right there. All right, y'all. Y'all stay blessed. Y'all stay safe mm-hmm. out in these streets. Wait a eight. We out. Yes, sir.